Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Together, It's on the screens. Let's say it together. I am unconditionally loved by God and that harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on 10 and I win in Jesus' name. Go to Matthew chapter 17, Matthew 17, verse 19. Matthew, first book of what we call the New Testament. Matthew was a tax collector uh, that Jesus went and found. And it's unique because Jesus picked the very unlikely to follow him. Look at your neighbor and say, you may be unlikely, but he still wants you. Yeah, see, you made some mistakes. You've had some failures. All, every single one of us has. But God always likes to pick the unlikely one. He likes to pick the one that everybody else don't think is going to do it. And everybody, who am I? Am I talking to anybody where maybe in life somebody counted you out, said you weren't good enough, said you weren't this, said you weren't that? Look at your neighbor and say, you're exactly what he wants. Matthew 17, verse number 19, we're in our series reset. It says, then the disciples came to Jesus privately. Uh, they, they didn't want to say it in front of folk because they had just been embarrassed because there was something they didn't do that they knew how to do that they should have done, but they didn't do it. So they went to him privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Now, in a moment, we'll figure out what the it is. Why could we not cast it out? Look at verse 20. Jesus said, because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to over there, and it's going to move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Say nothing will be impossible for me. Now, in essence, Jesus is saying it didn't happen for you because your faith needed a reset. I'm going to say it again. Jesus said, look at verse 20. Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, surely I say to you, if you had what? faith. So what is he telling them? It didn't work for you because your faith is messed up. Your faith isn't working properly. It's malfunctioning. It's frozen. It's stuck. He says, but I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, what's a mountain? A difficult circumstance. Move from right chum to over there. Chum is a southern word which means right here to over there. You can tell your finances move from over here up to here. You can tell your merits move from right here up to here. You can tell your kids get from down here to up here. Whatever's not on 10, he said, you can speak to it and tell it to get to where it needs to be. Tell your neighbor, so all you got to do is speak to it. But he said, it didn't work for you. And he says, the reason is because something's messed up with your faith. He says, your faith needs a reset. Say, my faith, my faith. right now needs a reset. And then look at verse 21. He tells them how to get the reset. However, this kind, what kind? The kind you're dealing with. It's not reset except by prayer and fasting. So today we've launched a reset of our faith through prayer and fasting. 
Father, speak to us today that we will move and walk in those things that you have ordained. We thank you. We honor you. We bless you. Customize, tailor make this word for us, your people, that we would move and walk in what you have ordained. And this year, it is that we would be on 10, experiencing the best of the best in every area of our lives. And we thank you that it is so. In Jesus' name, somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, high five two or three people say, reset your faith with a fast. Reset your faith with a fast. In this life-giving message series, we're resetting and creating new beginnings. And so far in this series, we've hit reset in ourselves, reset in how we see success through the lenses of the side effects of success and through learning the ABCs of some things that we needed to cut out of our lives. And this past week, we learned how to reset the right relationships. Today, somebody say today. Tell them to talk to me, 915. Say today. We're going to learn to reset our faith with a fast. Why is this important? 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says that we walk uh, or live by faith, not by sight. Sight there means our senses. It means we don't live by outward appearances, but we live by faith. Now, sometimes the vicissitudes of life, that is the negative problems and issues of life that we face can reverse the polarity of the verse uh, above. And so we start living by our senses instead of by our faith. But touch your neighbor, say that day's over in your life. Uh, meaning you're no longer going to let circumstances get you stressed out, get you worked up, get you worried because we do not live by senses. We live by faith, which means I know what the doctor said, but what does the Bible say? I know what your bank account says, but what does the Bible say? I know what them crazy family folks say, but what does the Bible say? We walk by faith and not by sight. But what but, but, well, I said, sometimes your faith takes a beating. Am I talking to anybody today? Sometimes your faith, your belief, it can take a beating. And so Romans 12, 3 says that God has given us all the measure of faith and it's equal to everyone else's meaning your neighbor got the same measure of faith as you did when you got to earth now touch your neighbor and say it was equal when we got here now, because sometimes you look at other people and say, they got more faith to me. They got more this to me. They're just so much more spiritual than me. And God says, but I started the playing field equal, which means if your faith ain't growing, it ain't uh, my problem, God says. It's something wrong with you. Your faith needs a reset. And today, your faith is getting a reset. Say, my faith's getting reset today. Now, now, well, Bishop, what is that measure of faith we were given? Luke 17, 6 teaches us the measure of faith. The measure of faith is a mustard seed, and mustard seeds are one millimeter in diameter. They are so small, watch this, it requires attention to details to see. And that is where a real reset occurs. It occurs not in the major things of life. It occurs in the details, the small things of life. Big doors do swing on small hinges. It is a mustard seed. That's the measure of faith. And the scripture says uh, that Luke 17, 6, that that's the measure of faith we been given say that's what I've been given now it sounds small but it has a big impact it only takes three to ten days for mustard seeds to germinate only if they're placed in the proper conditions check out it only takes three to ten days watch this the tenth day is the very now zenith of what how long it takes for a mustard seed to germinate be a good church make the connection on the tenth day please understand uh, on the tenth day the tenth day Maybe you don't know. Maybe it's your first time here. This year, if you're connected to Harvest, you're supposed to be on 10, which means you're experiencing the best of the best. Isn't it interesting that your faith will germinate on the 10th day? Touch your neighbor and say, you've been set up for this. You've been set up for this. Uh, it takes three, ten day, three to 10 days. 10 days, however, is the optimal number uh, for mustard seeds to germinate, but only if they are placed in the proper conditions. Here are the proper conditions. Let me tell some of you what's been going on in your life. The proper conditions are a cold atmosphere. What's a cold atmosphere mean? The people that used to love you don't love you no more. The people you used to be able to count on, you can't count on no more. The people that you, who am I preaching to? The folk you used to run to for counsel, you can't find them no more. The people you thought would be in your life forever, you found out forever was two weeks. Who am I preaching to? Sometimes you can deal with some cold circumstances and some cold environments and some cold situations. But I'm going to tell you, that's the perfect atmosphere for your... Touch your neighbor and say, it needed to be cold. It needed to be cold. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, when it got cold in your life, that's when you finally started coming back to church. When it got cold in your life, that's when you finally started praying. When it got cold in your life, that's when you finally started giving. Would you high five your neighbor and say, I thank God it got cold? Uh, but then watch this. Uh, not only a cold atmosphere, but it's got to be moist soil. 
What does that mean for you practically? Moist soil. How does the soil get moist? Moist. It got moist from your tears. I'm talking to some people this morning where you've been dealing with some stuff that's making you cry. And here's what's funny. You ain't even the crying type, but you got some, who am I preaching to? But you've been dealing with some stuff that's been causing tears to come forth. And you'll be driving down the street on the highway and all of a sudden tears start flowing. And you're saying, why am I crying? Can I tell you? God says, I needed you to shed some tears so that you could get those tears on your faith because it needs to be a cold and a moist environment for your faith to work. How about your neighbor say, that's why you've been crying. You've been crying because you needed the right environment for your faith to be able to germinate. It had to be cold. It had to be moist. But check this out. Are you still here? Mustard seeds grow into trees, not shrubs. But the seed, here's the final component. It only produces when it's in dirt. It only produces when it's in darkness, and the darkness for the seed is dirt. This is why you've been having, watch this, in many situations in life where you're like, God, where are you? God, where is the light in this situation? Who am I talking to? Ain't no my mentor. You, you, you'll be sitting up, and the truth is, you ain't even praying about new stuff. You're still praying about that one thing. I wish I had a witness here. You're still praying about that one thing, and you're saying, God, where are you? This situation is dirty. The way it happened to me is dirty. The way they treated me is dirty. What I'm going through is dirty. I don't understand why in the heaven, hell, and earth I got to go through this and deal with this. It is because God says your faith needs a reason. I'll tell you to shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off so your faith needs a reset. So it's got to be a cold environment, a moist environment, and a dark, dirty environment. Darkness implies you can't see the light. It implies you're talking to God and saying, God, where you at? And God is like, this is because the teacher can never talk when you're in the middle of a test. You got all the answers from coming to church. God is saying, I'm just waiting on you to apply what you've been taught. What in the heaven do you come here for if you ain't going to apply what you've been taught? You are in the middle of a test, but I got good news for somebody. How about your neighbor say, this test is just about over. Hebrews 11 says, what's this now? Hebrews 11 and 1 says that faith is the substance of things. Hope for substance means it can be seen by what it does, which means faith is not something that is just internal. Faith is something that is manifested externally. If you believe it, show me what you're doing to prove you believe it. Uh, it can be seen by what it does. It's the substance of things hoped for. And that word hope in Greek, Hebrews 11 and 1, it means to anticipate or to welcome. And to welcome something suggests it's not currently present. Which means, watch this, let me make it plain for you. When we reset, we'll see rewards. But watch this, but a reset involves risk, which is the potential of losing something of value. But we often value the wrong thing. What do we often value, Bishop? Comfort. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Uh, now, faith is the substance of things welcome, the substance of things anticipated, the substance of things that I am preparing for. Check it out. Uh, if I am trying to be comfortable, I am not welcoming anything new, which means I'll keep getting the same old same. See, this is why some of you single folk keep attracting trash. You keep attracting trash because you didn't want to get uncomfortable and realize that sometimes the best thing for you to do is you. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Because until you elevate, you're going to keep attracting the level you own, which means sometimes you need some time by yourself to get yourself on 10 so then you can attract. So yeah, okay. Oh, what's it now? We often value the wrong thing. We value comfort. And to welcome something means to reset. Check this out. If you invite someone to stay in your house, you have to reset the flow of your house to now accommodate the fact that you've invited a house guest. You're not hearing what I'm saying. And that makes you uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but in my home, I have a certain routine that I like to have in my home. But please understand, if you have a house guest, you have to alter your routine. Can we just talk real for a moment? At your house by yourself, you might just walk free. Whatever free means for you. But when you got a house guest, all of a sudden now you got to put a robe on and cover yourself. Y'all not hear what I'm saying? Which means I got to get uncomfortable so I can welcome something into my house. I'm here to tell you what you've been uncomfortable in your life and what's been uncomfortable in your life. is God saying, I'm just trying to get you ready for your... Y'all not saying nothing to me. Touch your neighbor say, just get uncomfortable. Just... 
I know it's new. I know it's fresh. I know you ain't used to talking like that and speaking like that and living like that. But you better get used to it because this year, and we got a few months left, you shall be on 10, experiencing the best of the best people, places, things, and ideas. What's this? Say, I need to reset my faith. Because I got to get out of my comfort zone. I got to get out of my default way of thinking. Faith is not belief alone, but what we do because of what we believe, because we anticipate and welcome things by preparing for them. Well, I said, please understand. And since you're connected to Harvest this year, you're preparing to be on 10. Best of the best. Watch this. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me answer somebody's prayers. Matter of fact, you ain't even prayed this. You thought it. This is why you've been so dissatisfied dealing with the rest. Because God says, I've been pushing you to the edge so that you'll get dissatisfied with dealing with the rest so that you can open up and welcome and anticipate the best of the best. And I know somebody said, well, Bishop, the year is almost over. What you don't understand is God always likes to show up just when you think he ain't going to show up. I feel like preaching today. I go by myself if won't nobody in the middle go with me. Lazarus was dead and Jesus stayed back overtime so that he got there when it was too late. And when Jesus showed up to Lazarus, they said, he's been dead now for multiple days. His body is stinking. And Jesus said, oh, you thought I'm too late. I showed up right on time. I wanted to let things get to a point to where couldn't nobody do it but me. Couldn't nobody turn it around but me. Huh? Shut your neighbor say, that's where you at right now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, welcomed, anticipated. It is the evidence of things not seen. Meaning, watch this, be seated. It comes from the scene of an incident. The evidence, say evidence. Why does it use the term evidence except to paint the picture for us in English? Watch this. That evidence is now coming from a place where I am trying to now figure out what happened there. Based on the evidence left behind. You missed it. Evidence indicates something's already happened. Let me talk to those of y'all that speak the King's English. Say evidence. You don't find evidence of something to come. You find evidence of what has happened. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence, which means, watch this, it's already happened. I'm just looking at the clues in my life to figure out what he's already done. Let me help your neighbor. You already shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. You just looking at your evidence to figure out. Does your neighbor say, check the evidence? So let me make that practical. Faith then is grabbing something from heaven where it's already happened and bringing it into the earth that's manifestation. But watch this. Sometimes there's a blockage. If faith does that, then if I'm not seeing manifestation, sometimes there's a blockage. Touch your neighbor and say, we're about to clear that blockage. Sometimes thing gets frozen. I was saying last night on, on the, on the uh, computer, <laughs> Facebook Live, I was saying last night that uh, sometimes I got this new software. And this new software, sometimes because it's, it's in beta testing stage, it's not all the way done yet, but we got evidence it's going to be good. I can't see the full manifestation of it, but it's already there. Now, check this out, check this out. Uh, sometimes it will just go through this little thing we just, just, it, and it just starts spinning. Now, I'm the type of person, what you spinning for? I didn't click nothing. I didn't hit nothing. How in the world, who, what's going on in my phone? How are you just spinning all of a sudden? Okay, I'm the only one that thinks that way. And it'll spin at the worst possible time. You trying to call, trying to send an email, trying to send a message, and here go the phone spinning. Check it out. Sometimes with your faith, there's a blockage. Sometimes it gets frozen. And when it gets frozen, you've got to reset. But check this out. A reset doesn't mean, watch this, that I lost everything on my phone. A reset just means I got to get right, I got to get back to the place where I can get results. I got to get, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Now, 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 watch this. Sometimes in life, there's a blockage. Something's frozen. Doubt takes over. The past seems like it's prevailing. And the quickest way to reset your faith uh, so you can see results is through a fast. 
How do we know that? Jesus told us that. We're going to look at it again. Fasting means to abstain from food or to alter one's diet. So let me just correct everybody who says I'm fasting television. You're not fasting television. That's called a consecration where you're consecrating, setting yourself apart from television. You don't fast TV because please understand the reality is, is most folk can do that anyhow because most folk is using Netflix and, and, and hula hoop and all this here. Now, does everybody understand that? So don't go around, you're a harvester, so don't go around being unlearned. Don't go around saying, I'm, I'm, I'm fasting television right now. I'm fasting social media. No, what you're doing is you're consecrating yourself. You don't fast those things because to fast, it means to uh, alter one's diet or to abstain from food. Now, for the next 21 days, we are altering our diet. Say, we're altering our diet. And please understand, uh, <laughs> watch this. Uh, uh, prayer, I'm going to leave that alone. Prayer and fasting is also in the Bible called afflicting your soul. Say afflicting my soul. Now your soul is your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Why would the Bible call fasting and prayer afflicting your soul? Because watch this. You're not yourself when you don't eat what you normally eat. And what I mean by yourself is you're not the you you are after you didn't have a cheeseburger. Then when you ain't had nothing but beans and, and, and fruit smoothies and it's quiet in the church. Matter of fact, some of y'all go one morning without breakfast, and people be like, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with him? My God, go eat something. Some of what y'all call demonic attacks is you're just hungry. The devil ain't fighting you. You just need to eat something. Y'all know there's that Snickers commercial that says you're not yourself when you're hungry. So what, why is it called afflicting of the soul, fasting and praying in the Bible? Because what I'm literally doing is I am altering my normal eating habits so I can self-reflect, self-correct, and reset. And the best way to do it is when I starve my cravings. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Now, watch this. There are some things that will not happen in your life until prayer and fasting is combined together because the blockage you're having is in your brain. It's quiet, church. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm resetting my faith. Now, the resistance can, uh, of that blockage can be overcome with a reset. And in Matthew 17, Jesus said certain things can only happen with fasting and prayer. So now we looked at the outcome of what he said, but now let's see what happened before. Matthew 17, 14. Now, go with me. Now, I want to I revelate, so I really wish y'all would come with me. When I say revelate, that means I want to dive deep into the text. But, but touch your neighbor and say, we're going to have to go with Bishop. All right, see, so, so I don't want to leave you back here, but I, I want to dive as deep as I can into the text. Touch your neighbor and say, can we let him revelate? Can we let him revelate? I ain't really been able to do it for 10 years. It would be nice to y'all give me an anniversary gift to be able to revelate once. Matthew 7 and 14. And when they came to the multitude, a man came to him kneeling down and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. Watch this. For he is an epileptic and he suffers severely. Check this out. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. Check it out. He often falls into fire and often into water. Missed it. He often falls. Now, that's interesting because the suggestion is he's doing it by default. The suggestion is, is that because of the normal default course of life, he finds jacked up situations and gets in them. I wish I had a good church here. All right, I guess I can't revelate today. Fine, whatever. That's all right. Maybe they love 15. He often finds stuff that makes him feel like he's drowning and gets off in it. My, my, he says, have mercy, mercy, mercy me, things ain't what they used to be. Mercy, watch this, mercy is when God blocks the negative from happening that you do deserve to happen. Grace is when God gives you good that you don't deserve. And I don't know about you, but I need them both. Touch your neighbor and say, I need them both too. I need grace and mercy. I need him to give me some stuff I don't deserve. And it's some stuff negative I do deserve. I need him to block that. Watch. He says he is an epileptic. Now, when you look at that, you might think, oh, wow, he has a medical condition. Oh, but I want to teach you here. He's got a medical condition uh, that he's got to go see a doctor for so he can get healed. But that word epileptic does not mean what you think it means today. That word epileptic in Greek means a lunatic. What's a lunatic? One who is controlled by the sun and the moon. Okay, I can't revelate. I can't do it. 
What does that mean, Bishop? If you were to jaywalk with me back a couple of years to the teaching, command your year and command your day, you would understand that the default rulership of the day is the sun and the moon. And the scripture says that they are set against us. And the only way to reset what has been set by the sun and the moon is through commanding our day. What does that mean, Bishop? It means I pray for the day before the day gets here. If you waited to pray for Sunday until this morning, it's too late because in the midnight hour the sun and the moon were setting some stuff against you you got to go get the teachings I don't have time to go there which is the reason why we have this concept of prayer called commanding our day because what we're doing is saying I know that the atmosphere has set some stuff that's against me but when I command my day I'm hitting reset and I'm undoing what was set against me so then this boy then is a lunatic because he never took control of his day. His day always took control of him. He never took control of his emotions. His emotions always took control of him. But you, oh, I wish I had a church here. But you, touch your neighbor and say, I know how to command my day. Yes, I do. He's a lunatic, which literally means he's controlled by the moon. He's controlled, watch this, let me just make it plain because some of y'all got lost. You got to go get the teachings. He's controlled by his default. He knows better, but he won't do better because he's set on default. Which is why he finds fire, gets off in it, and then says, Lord, get me out of it. Okay, since you ain't going to say nothing, I'm going to come down your road. How many times do you get yourself in a crazy situation and then say, God, why did I get here? Because you're a lunatic. You're controlled by the default settings of your life. You've been controlled by your generational curses, controlled by your crazy desires. But today, this is why you say to yourself, why ain't you doing better? This is why, let me know I'm preaching to the right people. I'll know by your response. Sometimes you look at yourself and get mad at yourself and say, what's wrong with you? Why do you keep acting like this? Who am I preaching to? Why do you keep doing this? You just got out of a whole series of emojis and you're still acting emotional like you don't know. What? Ah. He is a lunatic. He, is, he doesn't have a medical condition. He has a, I'm controlled by my past condition. He has a, I'm controlled by what they did to me condition. He has a, I've been hurt. This is why I act this way condition. He has a, I'm controlled by the default settings of the day. And I don't get a hold of the day. I just wake up and like, oh God, I got to do this again. But God says, I'm looking for some people that before the day gets here. Which is why if you don't subscribe to our Command Your Week video, you need to take out your phone and text Harvest to 59769 so you can get it. Now, now, now watch this. Say he's a lunatic. He's controlled by his default. He's controlled by what he's always done. And his father comes and says, I know he got a problem. His mama and him know he got a problem. He the only one sitting up here saying, I don't know why I keep getting in the fire. I don't know why I keep getting this stuff that's making me drown. Watch this. I don't know why I keep bringing these disloyal people around me. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing fine. I'll help my own. I, I don't know why I keep, I don't know why I keep dealing with crazy folks. I don't know, I don't know why I keep making bad financial decisions. I know I need to kick them to the curb, but I don't know why I keep stopping construction on the curb and bringing them back in. It's quiet. Preach, Bishop. Yes, sir. And he suffers severely. So he suffers severely. Which means, watch this. Every day of his life is a struggle. Every day of his life is just drama, followed by drama, followed by struggle, followed by struggle. And so this man's father says, he ain't got enough sense to come ask you. So I'm going to ask for him. I wish some parents would be honest with me where maybe you've had your children act a little lunaticish. You're still here. He falls into the fire and often into the water, meaning he often gets himself in crazy circumstances and situations and then wonders how he got there, not realizing he got there because he's not controlled by the word. He's not controlled by anything else other than his default. His default ruling, his default way of doing things, his default is what controls him. So even though he knows to do better because he's at the same meeting Jesus as me, he hears the same word I hear. 
He gets the same CDs I get. He gets the same auto message I get. He's getting the same stuff I get, but he ain't getting it. It's quiet. Verse 16. So I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't cure him. Now, Jesus had all these people around him that couldn't do what he could do. Not because they weren't taught. Uh, isn't it something that you can have people around you that, that are nothing like you? And you'll psych yourself out to think they're making progress. You'll, I wish I had an honor. You'll, you'll tell yourself, oh, look at all the progress. And they ain't making no progress. They had one accident that was good. These guys are around Jesus all day long. Because sometimes when you're around power, you'll think you are power. They're around Jesus all day long, and they're nothing like him. They're nothing like him. They're around him all day long, and, and, and the man says, I took them to your disciples. They, they wouldn't let me get to you. I tried to get to you because they didn't know what in the heaven, hell, or earth they're talking about. So I needed to get to you. And I, I got you, and I need, and I need something, something got to happen for this here boy. Verse 17, then Jesus answered and said, you faithless and perverse generation, how long am I going to be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Then look what Jesus said. Just bring him here. Let me tell you what God's doing to our congregation today. Come here. Y'all just touch your name and say, come here. Jesus says, I'm sick of you making the same mistakes. I'm sick of you going in the same circles. So today, Jesus says, I'm pulling rank, and I'm telling everybody, come here. You ain't going to repeat these same cycles. Come here. Touch your name and say, come here. Jesus said, bring them here. Verse 18, and Jesus rebuked. Watch this. He's got, he's got this controlled by the moon, controlled by its default. You got to go get the message, command your day, command your year, so you understand what controlled by the moon means, controlled by the sun means, so you understand what that means. And Jesus rebuked the demon. And it came out of him. Jesus said, reset. And, and watch this. Wasn't no argument. Wasn't no, I'm going to stay a little longer. Jesus said, stop. And he was like. Jesus said, be healed. Jesus said, no, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to shed no tears. It ain't worth the time. Tears stop. Y'all ain't getting it. Jesus said, no more lack. Touch your neighbor said there was no argument. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured at the 9.15 a.m. worship experience. Go by yourself. Yes, sir. I'll go by myself. It didn't take two years. Didn't take five years. Didn't take ten years. It happened that very hour. Shut your neighbor and say, it's happening this very hour. See, you didn't even say it like you believed it. You didn't even say it like you believed it. If you ain't going to believe for yourself, at least believe for your neighbor. Touch him on the shoulder and say, it's happening this very hour. Now, say it happened. That very hour. Say, but why? Because remember, Jesus' disciples couldn't do it. So look at verse 19. Then the disciples came to him privately because they just got shown out. He was just like, really? He's like, didn't we cover this last week? Didn't we, how many meetings we got to have about this? Didn't we meet about this? Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why couldn't we do it? Watch this, verse 20. Because of your unbelief, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He said, for surely I say to you, if you have, look right there, faith is a mustard seed. So what is he telling them they didn't have in that moment? Faith. Did you see it for yourself? You don't need to talk about that if they had that. I say to you, if you have put it up, faith as a mustard seed, you will say. Yeah. 
not your past, not your failures, not your mistakes, not your, no, you will say to this mountain, mountain there, uh, I've taught you before, mountain there, as a Hebrew idiom, it just means for the most difficult circumstances, situations, trials, tribulations. You'll say to this mountain, move from here to over there. Watch this. And it will move. No, no, wait a minute. Watch this. It means inanimate objects. Y'all not understanding what I'm saying. Which means you can tell a car loan, move from here. Whatever. You can tell a mortgage, move from here. You can tell a bad financial bill, move from here. You, You can tell, I can tell inanimate objects move from right chair to over there and Jesus said it will move look at the end of the verse and he says and nothing verse and he says and nothing will be impossible for you now notice the power he gives us he says it's not just probability and possibility see let me teach you the difference possibility uh is a great, more macro type of realm. Probability is different. Let me give you an example. It's possible that you could lay hands on your body and say, you know, body, be like what I saw in the magazine. Jesus' name. Like, you could lay hands on a magazine picture over here and then, like, lay hands on your picture and be like, in the name of Jesus, I command a transfer. That's possible. It's more probable you're going to have to go to jail. Y'all not saying nothing. It's possible you can look at somebody that, no, I'm leaving it on. You get the point. You get the point. You get the point, right? Doesn't it say I got the point? Look at what Jesus says, though. He says, nothing will be not just improbable for you. Nothing will be impossible for you. Which means everybody else is saying, that ain't going to, you can't do that for you. They ain't going to be able to do this thing about, uh, for you. <laughs> but I live by another creed. I, I live by another set of rules. I, touch your neighbor and say, I live by another system. Oh, what's this? He said, nothing will be impossible for you. Look at verse 21. He says, but this specific kind, what kind? The lunatic kind. The hard kind. The difficult kind. The Lord, what's taking so long kind. This kind this only resets go out by prayer. Yeah. I need both of them together. Amen. So Jesus said, I'm going to tell you why you couldn't do it because you eat too much. And you be going out at 1130 at night talking about I'm just going to get a sandwich and then going to bed at 1215 and then you wonder why the number keep going up on the scale. You know you ain't got no business messing with that white sugar. And you talk about, let me just get a brownie before the fast. (laughs) You know you ain't got no business being out at 1030 at night because you don't eat after six talking about, let me get a pizza. (laughs) Talking about myself. Okay, watch this. That pizza was good. I'm going to tell you right now. And then I walk into place, and this lady's like, hi. I'm like, hey, Adam. Adam do we know? And so I call, I call my, this has nothing to do with the message. So then I call one of my staff people. I said, tell me who looked like so-and-so, so-and-so, so because they knew me, and all these people knew me. I don't know now one of them. And I was like, oh, I don't know them from church. I know them from, oh, that store I like going to, that's where I know them from. But the whole time I'm sitting there like, because, never mind, just, Whatever. Okay. Scratch all that from the compact disc. Okay, what's this? Now, now, now what's this? What's this? What's this? Jesus said, this kind does not reset except by prayer and fasting. Now, watch this. Fasting is seen all throughout the Bible. I'm almost done. Jesus fasted in Luke chapter 4. And once Jesus fasted, he was sent forth to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. King Jehoshaphat and the nation of Judah fasted in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 when they received word that three distinct enemies were coming against them. The Ammonites, that's people problems. The Moabites, that's generational curses. And the people from Mount Seir, their past trying to come back. And when they fasted, the scripture says that when they fasted, 
after their fast, uh, that they praised and worshiped. And when they praised and worshiped, the Lord sent ambushes against their enemies. Watch this now. And Daniel fasted in Daniel chapter 10 for 21 days. Hence the 21 day Daniel fast. And that's why for the next 21 days, we're fasting and praying so we can self-reflect, self-correct, and reset. And even if you're just finding out about the fast, you can still get in where you fit in. And where you fit in is with the fast. Got it? Now, I want you to see why he fasted, and I'm done. Daniel chapter 10, verse number 1. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, so what region is Daniel in? Persia, right? A message was revealed to Daniel, whose name uh, is called Belteshazzar. Now, that was his Babylonian name. Daniel was his Hebrew name. Now, look at this, and uh, the message was true. Watch this. But the appointed time was long. In other words, Daniel said, this is taking too long. You ever had some situations in your life saying, God, this is taking too long. I wish the middle section would come on the church. <laughs> some of y'all still in them raindrops that was coming this morning before you got here. Now, watch this. Anybody in here ever had some situations in your life where you say, this is taking too long? Look at the verse. Da Daniel said, the message was true. He said, I already know it's true. Now, this is interesting. If this was a Bible college cast, I would, I would dive because there's a difference between truth and faith. And one of the Greek words for faith is pistis, which means truth. So then watch this. He's saying, so the message is faith. There's a difference between truth and fact. See, the truth is, the fact may be you don't have enough money to the end of the month. That may be a fact. That's not the truth. When you're a giver, the truth is, my God, shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Which means, I don't know where the money at, but I got it, though. I wish you'd high-five your neighbor and say, you got it, though. You got it, though. Now, that's only for faithful givers. That's only for faithful givers. That ain't for tippers now. That's for faithful givers. That's a benefit now. You know, sometimes in church, if you, if you, have, if you grew up in church, you maybe heard one of the preachers get up and say this. Lord, bless those who gave and bless those who didn't. No. That's not scripture. No, don't bless the ones that didn't give. No, because the, no, nothing, not, not saying, you know, bad stuff happened to them. It's just you're not entitled to that because you didn't obey that. That's like saying, uh, bless, uh, Lord, tickets to everybody that paid for their Bronco tickets and tickets for everybody that didn't. Well, then why pay? If we both get to go to the game, then why? I'm going with you then. Let's go. It's quiet up in here. That's like saying new MacBook Airs for those that paid and those that didn't pay. No, no, no. I'm going to need to see the dough to Ray and to me. Back to the verse. See, see, there's a difference between facts and truth. See, the fact may be the doctor said, we don't know. And then what you need to say is good, and you ain't going to find out. You want to know why? Because before this ever existed, with his stripes, I was healed. Which means it don't really matter what your paperwork come up with. That's nice. But I serve a God that has the ability to. Now, let me just be clear. I'm not saying you shouldn't take medical advice. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that's nice. I appreciate it. Got it? Just like with this lunatic boy. Jesus is like, that's nice. But I'm here now. Got it? You ever had a situation going on in your life and, 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 and you call somebody in and they knew what to do to fix it? Sometimes people around me, sometimes they'll say, we couldn't get this, couldn't do this, couldn't do this, couldn't do this. And then, then I show them and be like, is this, 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 and this. They'll be like, well, that just happens for you. They'll be like, you know, I just, there's no way we can figure that out. There's no way we can do that. This just happens for you. It's because when I show up, the answer showed up. When you show up, the answer shows up. So don't be mad that you're always solving problems. You're the answer. That's what we do. Touch your neighbor and say, that's what we do. So that's what happened with Jesus. So, so, so they were like, well, we got all, the father was like, he got all these issues. And Jesus was like, I'm here now. And I'm taking over. Okay, I got to wrap it up. Here it is. The message was true, faith, but the appointed time was long. So it was taking too long. So in other words, Daniel's like, I need to reset. And, and he understood the message, and he had an understanding of the vision. Look, look at number two, verse two. I, uh, in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. Now, now, look at me. Daniel says, I'm grieving. Because the reset requires me to let go of what was. And I'm grieving because when I have to let go of what was, my mind goes through the process of grief. 
because even, watch this, even if it was really gain to have lost, my mind still sees it as lost. See, when you realize there's some stuff you need to cut, sometimes you'll mourn. Watch this, watch this. You ever cut some stuff that you knew you needed to cut and then started mourning the fact that you cut it? Maybe it was some friends you knew you needed to cut. And then all of a sudden, after you delete them out the phone, you're like, well. I mean, just act right, though. Will you please act right? I mean, just please. Don't y'all look at me with that tone of face. Come on, this don't make no sense. This don't make no Just please do right. Stop acting like this. Start talking heavy D to him. Do me right. <laughs> heavy D was a, um, a rhythm and blues singer years ago. Rest his soul. Now, watch the verse. He says, Daniel says, I was mourning for three weeks. Three full weeks. Twenty and one days. You still here, church? Look at verse three. I ate no pleasant food. I had salad with no dressing, unless I was able to find a suitable vegan ranch. Bless his name. But I couldn't have no chocolate, no caramel, no barbecue. Wasn't none of it pleasant. No meat and nothing to take the edge off. Lead the verse up came into my mouth, nor that I anoint myself at all. Now, that's a Hebrew ritual. We won't dive into that. Until what? Okay, look at verse 5. Now, so what did he do for 21 days? He fasted. What's also implied, he prayed. See, him saying he didn't anoint himself is indicating he didn't go about his normal routine for the day. Because in Hebrew, he would have anointed himself boy, with his normal routine. Which means during the fast, you might want to be careful some of the websites you go to, some of the social media you look at, some of the people you talk to, some of the places you go, some of the things that you do. He said, I didn't do my normal routine for 21 days. Because he said, I'm in a reset. I lifted up my eyes and looked. After what point of time? 20 and one days. And behold. And behold, two times. All right, what's this? Three times. See, so you got to go with me. Got to go with me now. Lift your hands. Got to go with me. Okay, all right, what's this? Verse. All right, what's this? I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man was clothed in linen. He's talking about an angel here, whose waist was girded up with the gold of Euphas. Verse 6. His body was like beryl, his face was the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. He's an angel now. Verse 7, an archangel in particular. Verse 7, and I, Daniel, uh, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision. Why couldn't they see it? They weren't fasting and praying. You getting ready to experience some stuff that folk that ain't on this 21-day journey with you, they're going to be like, why are you so happy? I see what you don't see. Why you got so much joy? I see what you don't see. Why haven't you thrown in the towel? I see what you don't see. He says, he says, he says, watch this, he says, they, the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. God Almighty, can I? Jesus Christ. He said, when I got into my 21 days of reset, some folks fled. Because they couldn't handle what was being released to me. And some of you ought to thank God before you started your 21 days, some folks. <laughs> Thanks. Deuces. Be encouraged. Verse 11, and he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved. Touch your neighbor and say, you are love. I got to finish this. Understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. He said, listen. He said, Daniel, he said, listen, you've been mourning some stuff. And you've been walking around all, praise the Lord, it's alone. But internally, you've been dealing with all this extra. So you've been acting extra. He said, stand up. He said, stand upright. He said, get up. Touch your neighbor and say, get up. 
He says, stand upright. And watch what he says. I've been sent to you. While he was speaking the word to me, I stood trembling. In other words, he said, listen, Daniel, the reason you're scared is because what you prayed for is here. When did it happen? After 20 and one days. Y'all ought to be a good church. Daniel, you're trembling because what you prayed for has finally manifested. Because what did the 21 days do? It reset his faith. It reset his faith. It reset his faith. It reset his faith. Everybody under the sound of my voice, over the next 21 days, your faith is being reset. 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 Watch this. Let me finish. Verse 12. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel. From the first day, you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God. Your words were heard. And I've come because of your words. Lead the verse up. He said, he said, what's day? What's day? What's day? 28. He said, on the 28th of August. It was done. From the first day. From the first day, touch your neighbor say, from the first day, from the first day you set your heart, mind in Hebrew, the word lev, to understand and to humble yourself before you God. That's fasting, that's prayer. Your words were heard. I'm here because of what you said on the first day. So I got a little bit of time, but I think somebody at the 915 wants to say some great stuff so that you can summon some manifestation he said, I'm here because of what you said. Look at verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I have been left alone there with the kings of Persia. And I've told him this before. I won't go into much detail. He said, for 21 days, there was a block. And the real issue was, Daniel, is the block was we knew everybody else in your bloodline was an 18-dayer. Catch the principle. Everybody else in your bloodline punks out at around day 20. So why 21 days? What's significant about 21 days? Because in 21 days, Daniel had surpassed everything else everybody in his bloodline was even willing to do. What's significant? What's significant? What's significant? He said, Daniel, that angel only could withstand me the same amount of time he withstood your bloodline in one. So what this fast is not just doing of resetting your faith, this fast is altering your bloodline. I I, got to wrap this up. Verse 14. Now I've come to make you understand. He said, I come to give you a plan to make some sense of this stuff. What will happen to your people in latter days for the vision refers to many days to come. Now for Daniel, he's dealing specifically with the vision for the thing that he prayed for. Now, here it is. Here's what's happening the next 21 days. Say these next 21 days. Now, in a moment, we're going to make some great decrees and declarations uh, because what did the angel come for? Because of his words. So, so that means, watch this, whatever manifestation you're going to see happen in your life as it pertains to a reset over these next 21 days is going to come because of your words. Not because of what you was hoping and wishing. Because of what you opened up your mouth and said. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Now, watch this. For you, here's what Persia represents. Let's make it real simple. Persia represents whatever's blocking your manifestation. Whatever that is. Touch your neighbor say, whatever that is. Maybe it's not this huge thing. Maybe it's this small thing. It's quiet. Sometimes we think of blockages as this big old thing. Sometimes it's a small little, come here, mustard seed size thing. When I said come here, I wasn't telling nobody. Come here, I was making a point. Because you were like, who are you telling come here? You, come right here. It'll be a small thing. A small alteration. In you understand, your car, your tires can get messed up from being just a little bit off for the alignment. And then you look at your tires and it looked like one side of the tire looked brand new. The other side of the tire looked like you'd have been driving on the mountains. Not through the mountains, on the mountains. Yeah, ain't nobody ever had that happen? And Because your alignment's off. But it fakes it good enough so that you can't feel it. So, these next 21 days, here it is. You don't need to tell everybody that you're fasting. Okay? So, when you're sitting at, you know, lunch with the team and your job, whatever, and everybody else is getting, you know, molten lava cakes. And oh, you better expect it, too. This is going to be the three weeks where everybody wants to buy lunch. 
this is going to be the three weeks where everybody brings donuts. Yesterday, I don't even like Krispy Kreme. Yesterday night, I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. <laughs> so I went to the Krispy and the Kreme. I was like, I don't even want this. I don't even like white sugar. But I was like, let me get that tiramisu donut. <laughs> And what's that other one there? Let me get both of them. Now, on, let me get both of them. Now, now watch this. This is going to be the next 21 days where everybody's going to bring donuts to work. Everybody's going to have, you know, special meat sandwich coupons. It's going to be like, here you go. It's a meat sandwich coupon. Okay? So just expect that. But you don't need to tell everybody, I'm fasting for the next 21 days, believing God for breakthrough. I'm not eating that. You don't do that. Tell them, say, don't do that. You just say, I'm good. I'm going to go have some water. And another banana. <laughs> another one. Eat that banana. <laughs> okay. So the reason you don't tell, the reason you don't do that, it's a corporate fast, but you don't need to try to get credit from people. Matthew 6 says that if you do that, then that becomes your reward for the fast. It means at the end of 21 days, you're going to be like, where's my manifestation? He's going to be like, when you told them people that, and they were like, oh, good for you. That's your reward. Okay. All right. So don't do that. Just never say, don't do that. Here's the next thing for these next 21 days. We don't break the fast. Okay, so I know it's coming up on Labor Day. I know that. And I know for some of y'all, that's the last summer cookout. Well, I suggest you grill you some tofu. Put you some romaine lettuce on the grill. I don't even know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sweeten this up so that the people can sweeten this up. <laughs> okay. All right, so whatever you got to do, I know that, okay? Right. So that's what makes it a real fast. It's not a real, especially for those of you who barely eat anything now. You know, I remember one person, I was like, well, this ain't a fast for you. I said, because you don't eat nothing but carrot sticks and celery and all that. I said, you ain't really fasting no how. I said, we're going to put you on a water fast because you don't have eat no how. Now, here's the deal. Uh, for the next 21 days, we don't break it. Now, here's what happens. If your flesh gets weak and for some reason the devil takes your car over, and the devil makes you get in the Wendy's line to get the Baconator, and you're like, I can't even control my car. The devil is, oh, I'm fighting the devil. If you make a mistake, you repent for it. Go throw it up. No, I'm just joking. Repent for it. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You repent for it, you jump right back on. If you eat something you didn't know you were supposed to eat because you thought you were just going to remember from five fasts ago how to do it and you didn't get the book like your pastor said, okay, you don't say, oh, well, I messed up now, so I guess I'm just going to finish my mess up all the way for the rest of the day. God ain't into that. All right? Okay. Now, uh, and here's what we feast on. We feast on the word. So you got to get your arsenal of CDs. If you're not a CD person, get your arsenal of auto message together. Because for the next 21 days, your faith is going to be reset. Manifestations of the things you've been praying for. All right, you ready? All right, ready. All right, let's stand on our feet. Now, we're going to decrease some stuff over your own life. And uh, I'm going to lead you in some, and then I'm going to give you 15 seconds. Of it, then I got to wrap it up. Now, say this. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare over these 21 days, my faith is being reset. I declare great breakthrough, manifestation on 10, the best of the best, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Now take 15 seconds and speak some stuff over your own life that you want to see manifest over these next 21 days. Take 15 seconds. Let me hear you. Lift it up. If you're watching online, let me hear you. Lift it up. If you're watching on Roku, let me hear you. Lift it up. Apple TV, let me hear you. Lift it up. Facebook Live, let me hear you. Lift it up. If you're at one of those Roku sites today, lift it up. Come on, I'll give you an extra 15. Speak life into your life. Declare yourself debt-free. Declare yourself healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Declare yourself walking in what God has ordained. Declare yourself ruling, reigning, conquering, and subduing. Come on, take five more seconds, 915. Hallelujah. 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 Now, Father, you've heard our prayers. You've heard our words today. And just like you told Daniel that from the day he said it, 
that it began to manifest. It was done the day he said it but it took 21 days to manifest. Well, we call forth great manifestation over these next 21 days of what we've prayed. We believe it, we receive it, we decree it, we declare it, and we seal it with the praise in Jesus' name. Give it to him, church. Today, if you're in this worship experience and you've never given your life to Jesus, I've got great news for you. There's forgiveness for you. 2,000 years ago, God stepped in the body. That body was called Jesus. That body died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful to him, I've got good news for you. There is forgiveness for you. Mr. Foreman, I made a lot of mistakes. Great. He shed a lot of blood. And that blood washes away our sin, washes away our failure, washes away our mistakes. And we can come to Jesus just as we are. The beauty is we won't stay that way because his love, his word begins to take us through the process of transformation. And it is just that. Don't beat yourself up because you haven't arrived. You'll never arrive. Every day is a journey of you competing with yesterday's version of yourself getting better. Somebody say, I am getting better. If either one of those you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord, on the count of three, wherever you're at, I want you to throw your hands up. And when you do, we're going to shout and celebrate for you because we were all once standing in that same place. And at Horace, we're not going to beat you up. We're not going to judge you. We're not going to throw you down. We're going to love you and love you to life. If that's you, on the count of three, don't you be ashamed. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to Jesus. And if you're not sure, be sure today. There's nothing wrong with being sure. Why in the world come to a hospital and not leave with medicine? If you need to be sure, be sure today. One through three, if that's you, throw that hand up wherever you're at. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see you. Hallelujah. Real quickly, lay your hands on yourself. Say, Father. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan streams in standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today.